Bring a sweater, Lady and Elena's archival research adventure. A podcast series about spending our summer with 17th and 18th century documents. Hello everyone, um, Lady and I are at the Fred W. Smith National Library for the study of George Washington at Mount Vernon. And we're currently hanging out at the John and Adrian Mars Rare Books and Manuscripts Room. It's pretty cool right now. It's really cold. We actually, sh- I should have brought a sweater, honestly. She did not take the core advice of our show. <laughs> um, so we've been in here. This is our second day um, going through the um, papers and documents here uh, at the Mount Vernon Library. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah, it's been absolutely insane. Uh, definitely a change from what we've been doing for the past four weeks. Um, it's it's absolutely gorgeous in here, um, and just understanding more of John Washington or John Washington, George Washington, um, and his brain and the way that he thought and the way that he processed everything has just been absolutely insane. Um, we've usually we've been at the courthouses reading so many court records and and um, deeds and wills and now we're kind of getting into more um, personal letters and manuscripts um, like handwritten letters and um, we're getting the more I think human side of the characters in our story and it's been really really interesting and really cool to get the side and in the most beautiful setting also the wood around us is just gorgeously colored like there's cherry and there's I don't know other wood names but there's just so many colors of wood and it's mixed perfectly um, um. The room, it's a its a relatively small room. Um, there are three tables in here, two for researchers and one for um, the worker who kind of sits with you and, you know, make sure that all the documents are staying safe. Um, and like Lady said, we're surrounded by wooden bookcases um, that are locked with um, some different documents and books and stuff inside. Um, and there is a large painting of George Washington in a beautiful golden frame um, that just sits right at the center of everything and there's on the other side of the room there's two glass cases with um, Washington medals and coins in them Um, and yeah like you know kind of low lighting wood room it's very um, it feels exclusive it really (laughs) does it feels like wow I'm here right now like (laughs) And it's it's honestly just this whole time, like we've only been here for two days and we're only going to be here for two days. Um, but it's just, it's been like magical. I said yesterday that this is like the Disney world for American historians because everywhere you look, it's it's just amazing to look at. And, you know, the amount of knowledge and information in this entire building is just so crazy to think about and how original it is and how well kept and preserved everything is. Um, so just a huge shout out to everyone uh, and all the staff here at Mount Vernon's library. Um, yeah, it's just been yeah. so cool. And they've been really nice and treating us so well. So just a little bit about the process here at the library at Mount Vernon. Um, you, It is by appointment, so you can't just come strolling in. Um, so we, you know, they knew we were coming and we came with a list of the names of the people that we've been working on um they are adjusting their cataloging system right now so um we had to you know come prepared with with what we needed them to pull which i mean you should do in any case anyway but um it's not really like oh we could just scan through boxes of documents like you have to have them pull specific things so 
um, we would give the list to whoever was working with us and um, you wait for a couple minutes and they go back and they pull boxes on a cart um, that are full of the documents and yeah um, so then we have we actually had to sign a form with our name and our affiliation um, and you know saying that you won't chew gum or you won't bring drinks in here and all this other stuff um, that you know just for the liability's sake so um, we did we signed that and then um, they gave us a few like guidelines and rules of how to handle the documents so they're um, all the single documents are in like manila folders for the most part and they're all tagged um, with their citation which is actually really helpful for us in picture taking purposes um, so you go through them uh, only one document at a time and uh, you lay it out flat um, and yeah so you just go through them we created our database and um, we've had an archivist sitting here um, the entire time making sure that you know everything is done properly so shout out to all the archivists thanks guys <laughs> yeah and you have to um, maintain the order that you take them out in and right. um, just make sure you're putting everything back correctly one file at a time one box at a time per table um, so it is um, a little bit of a slower process but um, it's definitely to maintain the the safety of the documents and make sure that they're all being put back the way that you found them so um we're just you know opening them up writing a brief description you know um putting the citation into the database and then taking a photo and moving on to the next one we've been encountering a whole bunch of different kinds of documents for the first for the first time um uh we've been seeing um different deeds and um, indentures as well as very personal letters between family members or friends um, really getting to know the characters of everyone in our story so it's been really cool um, some of the cool things that we've seen is um, the deed from England um, for the land for for whose land was it was it John Washington no Augustine Washington and it was cool because it was more very illustrious and very embellished and um, you can tell that you know in England they had the they had the good good so it was that one was neat because it was on um, cowhide and the the just the penmanship and mm -hmm. and the detail um, of like the little drawings and they make the first couple words really fancy so it's just such fine like fine pointed penmanship mm -hmm. it was it was really amazing um and if you just heard some noises uh that was the changing of the guard of the archives <laughs> um we've been here it is around noon and we've been here um since nine o'clock mm -hmm. so um they have to take breaks too and so <laughs> that's what just happened um yeah and um like lady was saying just really personal letters um talking about family um one that I was enjoying was from Hannah Bushrod Washington to her brother Bushrod Washington and she just uses very affectionate language with him and um, is describing her travels and things of that nature so it is it's very different from the um, court proceedings and things that mm -hmm. we've been going over right. that that use very specific legal language um, to see the personal language that you know they would use in their everyday lives right so that's been really neat yeah like um we've seen you know um what is it hannah visiting 
Bushra or her, her daughter who is sick with a fever and they're just talking about um, you know the travels that they've been on and then you see um, you know brothers asking for money because they need it um, and uh, just different things like that or like life updates how I didn't get your letter from this time um, and it, it really is nice to see the personal side of everyone um, and oh yeah Bushrod Jr. Uh, Bushrod Washington Jr. He's talking about the girls to his uh, uh, at Mount Vernon to his friend um, in a letter, and that one was especially funny because it's like you know what this guy's a kid, and you know he's going through puberty, he has hormones, he has emotions, and he has to process them out too to his friend, which is something we would just we all do, and it's it was really just like it was a fun it was something fun to read. One thing I never realized or really experienced was the importance of a magnifying glass. You know, as a kid, I usually was just, oh, you know, uh, it was a cool thing that made things bigger or it made my eye look funny if you did that <laughs> round, round thing with your eye. And um, I, it was just like a toy thing. But in this setting, to use it to actually read um, these original documents very clearly and much you know, less strain on my eyes has been a huge help. Um, and it felt cool to be using them in a more productive and academic reason um, rather than, you know, just messing around with something that does a cool thing, but it's actual for um, for real use in research. And that was a really cool experience. So thank you, magnifying glasses. Yeah, and it is it is actually really helpful. Um, you'd be like, you're looking at it and you're pretty close to it, you know, standing right above it. But when you use the magnifying glass, it's like it makes the handwriting sometimes just so much clearer, um, which has been really helpful. It's like, oh, I didn't know what that word was a second ago, but mm -hmm. now I do because I can actually see it. I've been noticing how much easier it is to actually read. I don't know if it's these letters or because we've been doing it for so long, but for some reason, or maybe because these are more personal words and more, you know, uh, words that are used more in everyday life that they're just so the language and the and the um, the usage of words is just so much more comfortable I guess in a way um, that it's just been much faster to read and um, it's been delightful and being able to comprehend what what these letters are saying and I think it's been actually really encouraging for me personally yeah we are um we are moving through them much faster than you know the order books um, mm -hmm. because it is, I, I, yeah, like like Lady said, I don't know if it's because now we're getting more used to the, the handwriting of the time, but um, it is more interesting and fun to read, and it's like you're kind of hanging on the edge of every word mm -hmm. um, with the letters because it's like, you know, it's their, you're stepping into their world, which has been right. really, really fun. Okay, so my favorite part about this room and this space is that there is like a secret door that you really would not be able to know that it's there um, except for the little electric badge scanner which glows red um, <laughs> so it's it's kind of like the scooby-doo door that's hiding behind the bookshelf or whatever but um, it's to the left of the George Washington painting that I described earlier and um, we were able to go in there um, with our archivist yesterday and you step into another room that's fairly similar to the the one we're in um, but there's a bigger table in the center and again you're surrounded by the the wooden bookshelves that are um, you know closed up and they have um, the 
the document boxes behind them um, where all the individual documents are and it's it's the room feels much larger than this one um, and it seems higher too but um, <laughs> but there yeah there's just um, shelves all around you with the the documents and yesterday they had done some some private tours in there so on the table in the center they had three letters um, laid out for the visitors um, which were original Washington um, letters which was amazing to see um, and they had like little descriptions of what they were and then um, further back um, in that room to in the center there is a huge like metal seal on the wall and when you step into that room that room is significantly smaller than either of these rooms um, and it's just like a little oval shape and it is the room where they keep the books that were in George Washington's library. That was really cool. Um, so they have basically uh, either the original books or they've rebinded the books and put George Washington's copy on there. So you kind of see what was in his library of his home. And, you know, I know that it's a, it's a thing for a lot of um, like elite and gentry to have like the, their library was like their their way to show their wealth right so um you kind of see like what was it that george wanted to show to his guests or what you know what kind of books did he want to show and also you just kind of understand what his interests were the things that he thought about um and what was important to him at the time so it was just it was really cool you see him you ha he has like farmers books and like bibles and he has um roman empire stuff he has dictionaries he has um, a bunch of, and, and like stories too that are known, um, like the Don Quixote books, um, which were really popular at the time. Um, and uh, can I say the story about that? So um, he basically went to a party with a bunch of other um, gentry and gentlemen, um, and they were all talking about Don Quixote, and he felt super out of the loop, and he couldn't contribute, and he was super like, super insecure, poor George, it's okay, we all go through it. Um, but he made it a point to go out and get the books. So after that party, like the day of or the day after, um, he went out. He got um, all four. I think it's a four book series. Um, in English. In so English. Right. In English. And so he read them. Um, and then when uh, and he enjoyed them when the Spanish ambassador came to his house. I think, or he visited him or he met with him or something, um, the Spanish ambassador gave him the Don Quixote books uh, as a gift in Spanish. Um, he can't read them, which is fine. I mean, I can't either, George. So, um, but they are beautiful, much bigger books uh, binded with, you know, all this decoration. And uh, it's just cool to see that, you know, he got the books originally out of insecurity and then he got them in the Spanish <laughs> Spanish editions um, and from the Spanish ambassadors. So that was really, really cool. Yeah, it was a beautiful space. And um, there's like, I would say eight to 10 shelves in there um, that are pretty tall. And one of the shelves is his original, um, his original books that they know have his autographs or his annotations. Um, and the rest of them are the titles that they know were in his library um, that they have gone and searched like tirelessly 
to find um, the original editions. So they're not necessarily his book, but it is the edition that they know that he had in his library. Um, so it wasn't just like, you know, oh, he had a copy of this book. We're going to just go get, you know, the most recent one to demonstrate that he had that book. It's like, no, they have they have searched um, through book collectors to find, um, you know, the, the copy from from that era. So it's it's really an amazing space. And I think since it's so small and private, um, it just, it's very overwhelming and it feels, yeah, it feels very intimate. Um, and it's exciting, you know, to see, um, the different tracks that he had. He, you know, something I found funny was he had a copy of a book of his own speeches, which <laughs> is just like, that's great. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, just little, um, you know, you know, lady made the comment that, you know, it's like getting inside his mind and, um, you definitely do. You get to see, you know, the things he, he was interested in and, the things he was reading, which, you know, obviously have, have an impact on the way he was thinking and, mm -hmm. and, you know, the way he was writing and performing politically. So it was really yes, neat. Definitely. I think throughout this whole experience, especially with Mount Vernon, um, you just, especially with Mount Vernon, is that we just felt so much closer to George as a person, you know, like not just as someone who has been, you know, uh, this general or this guy in, in on the dollar to us he's like throughout just studying him in general um, being able to get into the minds of him of his life and his you know family members and everyone involved with him it really just you know in so many ways made us feel closer to him as a person and I think that was really endearing and um just seeing how much of a difference he's made here at Mount Vernon and and in all the other places that we've been to at Ferry Farm um, and uh, just in anywhere in general um, and at the birthplace. It's just all kind of really coming full circle and uh, especially here at Mount Vernon, seeing how beautifully everything is presented and well-kept, um, you really see the impact of how much, um, how hard people are working to preserve him and his identity uh, in our national history. And so, uh, yeah, I'm just really thankful for everything that we've experienced and seen and all the people we've met so far. This podcast was produced by me, Philip Levy, with special thanks to the George Washington Birthplace National Monument, the National Park Service, the Organization of American Historians, the University of South Florida, and the University of Mary Washington.